Good morning, Edgewood. Um, we welcome you. Today is a beautiful day to be here, but I thank you for setting aside, being deliberate in being here. Also, for those that are online, we thank you for also taking time to just be present. With that, we have some announcements. For those that have kiddos, the summer camp signups started yesterday. So if you haven't signed up, please do so. The spots will fill up and they will be gone. And unfortunately, because of limited space, there won't be any access. So get on it. Um, with that also, if you have no plans for May, we have you covered. So next week, you guys can have your plans. It's Mother's Day. It's all good. But then the weeks after that, just come. Just come here. So the 15th, we have a work demo party. And again, um, it's from 8 to 2. So please bring your work gloves, bring your hammers, your club, whatever you want to bring. Bring your bodies. <laughs> Clubs, you never know. We, we, we took out lots of stuff in the walls. Um, okay, maybe not clubs, but at least mallets, things like that. Uh, so that's here from 8 to 2 on the 15th. The, 20, the next weekend, the next Sunday, we're going to have a new members meeting, and it's going to be from 1 to 3. So it's for the past, the present, and the future people that want to be here. So the people that were from the edge, the people from Fork Square or at Northwest um, in Federal Way. So we're all going to be one now. So with that, we would love to have everyone that has a heart to be here to come. So with that, I want, or if you could do for me, taking a deep breath. Everybody taking a deep breath and let it out. Because today's message is being brought to you from Cassandra Hamilton, and she is um, very passionate about all sorts of things in life. She does photography, she does family well, she does um, Jesus well. And with um, with that passion for Jesus, she's bringing the word about the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So today I want you to breathe in and breathe out and let the Spirit move you. So welcome. So happy to meet some new people as we've been um, coming. Jonathan said he was letting my kids drink coffee this morning, so I don't know if if they they drank hot chocolate. They were here early, so it's kind of fun to come out in and get comfortable. We're feeling like family here. Um, I'm really excited to share about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I feel like the Lord has opened up these opportunities for me, and I'll be able to share my testimony as a little bit of the message today. But I think because I was so desperate for somebody to tell me about the Holy Spirit and to pray with me, it makes me jump at every opportunity that I have to be able to share uh, the truth about what the, the fullness of the Holy Spirit and walking in the fullness of the Spirit can look like. And so uh, I've, I've done a lot of like training at kids camp and different camps and some churches about what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, how to pray for people. And even my daughter is like, mom, you're kind of like the Holy Spirit lady. And I thought, you know, I don't mind that title. That's kind of fun because I do feel like it's something that I feel so passionate about. And, and I know how much the Holy Spirit has changed my own life. So I'm going to be sharing some scriptures, a few stories with you, and what I would just ask is that you would have an open heart. Uh, I know people come from all kinds of different backgrounds with this. I came from actually a Reformed background where we never, ever talked about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and we barely mentioned the Holy Spirit, but I don't think anything was said against um, this whole part of Christian living, but I just never heard about it growing up. I know there's other people that maybe have had um, experiences where you've been in high pressure or stressful situations where it's, they said these are the things of the Spirit, and it felt unnerving or unsafe to you. And so what, what our heart is really is that we could go into what does the Word actually say? And we know that the Holy Spirit is so loving and so good, and everything that God wants to do to open up our hearts to more of Him is always going to be good, right? 
And so as you come this morning, if you've had some places where you felt like, I don't really know what to think about this, or my heart feels kind of stuck, or I just want to step back, can I just invite you this morning to open up your heart and to just say to the Lord, Lord, anything that you have for me, more that you have for me, because I think for all of us, there's just more of the Holy Spirit that he wants to pour out in and through our lives Can we just say, Lord, would you do that? Let's just pray as we open up today. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. We so want our lives to be a reflection of Jesus. And we so want to be full of your power and your wisdom, your truth and your love. And so in every place of our hearts where there's been hesitation where we've talked ourselves out of the fullness of what you want to do, Lord, where we've been nervous about walking into the gifts of the Spirit, Lord, I pray that you would you would open up the doors of our hearts and the doors of our understanding, the doors of our spirits, to be able to walk through with your invitation to the invitation of more, more of you, more of your presence, more of your power. And so, Lord, during this time, we just give our hearts to you, and ask that you would do what you want to do in each one of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We need the power of the Holy Spirit, don't we? We live in a world that is so broken. I think this whole last year has been such a mirror to me of there is a lot of brokenness around us. There's a lot of brokenness in my own heart when I get in situations that feel unnerving or everything that I thought was dependable um, in our lives feels kind of undependable. And I think we've seen people just, you know, we're hearing a lot about mental illness. We're hearing a lot about jobs being lost. A lot of people feel so fearful. There's a lot of fear out there. And there is really only one answer, isn't there? It's not just getting back to normal. It's having Jesus in the middle of these situations. It's having the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that can set hearts free and that can bring life and freedom. And what do you know? People have always been broken. People have always been imprisoned by fear. People have always struggled with their own flesh and their own hearts. And from the time that time began till now, we have always needed our Savior and we have always needed the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you will open up to Luke 4 with me, there's Luke 4 verse 18 to 19. Uh, this is Jesus talking and it's right after he was baptized baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit, which we'll talk about in a moment. But I love that Jesus said this beautiful set of verses that actually is from Isaiah, and it talks about why we have the Spirit of the Lord upon us. Luke 4, verse 18 to 19 says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the captives for, sorry, for the prisoners, I wanted to say captives, another version, and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And I love that it's the Spirit of the Lord that can set hearts free. I don't even know how to change my own thinking sometimes. I don't even know how to shift my own thoughts or my own heart. And I can get so stuck in my own heart, let alone looking at the brokenness of the world around me going, I don't even know what to do. Like, what do I say? What do I do that can actually affect or change a person? But I love the beauty of this verse that Jesus just reminds us of. It's the spirit of the Lord that does the changing, isn't it? It's the spirit of the Lord anointing and filling us with his presence that can go bring us into situations where we can say a word and understanding is given. We can have understanding into a heart and we're able to say the things that will set people free. And so we need that power, that wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And I think we all know what it feels to go full of ourselves into a situation and recognize that not much can change just because of me. Even my best efforts, even my best, you know, encouragements can't really change a heart. Only the power of the Holy Spirit can do that. 
I want to share my story of how I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I grew up in a Christian home. I'm so grateful for parents that love the Lord and a church that taught me a lot of good things about uh, the truth of God's Word, about Jesus. I remember when I was six years old, uh, I was in my little Christian school, and I remember hearing about Easter, and my teacher talked about Jesus on the cross, paying the price for my sins, and I got it, and I wanted him. And I can always remember wanting Jesus, wanting to live for God, wanting to please him. I gave my heart to the Lord when I was six. I remember just always having a longing to be close to him. I remember pulling my covers over my bed, over my head at night and singing worship songs, any songs I could think of, because I I felt the closeness of the Lord when I did that. And as I grew up, um, there wasn't a lot of talk, like I said in my church, about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. A lot of what I remember hearing was just, you know, how we're supposed to live, what we're supposed to do as Christians. But I had this, what I can identify now is just this real longing to be close to God, to hear his heart, to know what he was saying to me. I just had such a hunger to have him speak to my heart. And as I got older, I started reading biographies. Isn't it crazy how God can meet you in a conversation with somebody? For me, it was like these biographies, like the cross and the switchblade, chasing the dragon, these stories about missionaries who did things for God. God told them things of places to go, things to do, and like miracles happened, and people were set free, and God was moving in these situations. And it created such a hunger in me, like what? I want that. Like, what do I do to have that kind of life? And I felt like I was kind of stuck, probably like many of us, in that whole do better, try harder mode with God. Like, if I just do better and I don't sin and, you know, all these things, I'll feel closer to God. And and what it really, we can never do do better, try harder to get close to God. It's all a free gift, the gift of his presence. But what I started seeing in these books was the common thread was there was something they talked about, about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And also they talked about spiritual gifts, like speaking in tongues, having words, prophetic words where God would share things with them and they would go out and do it. I want you to go to a street corner. There's going to be a man there. And I thought, I, w- I want to be like that. Like I want... I want God to speak to me that way. And it created such a hunger in me for more of the Spirit and more of God's power. So I started, it sounds so nerdy now, but I was in high school and I started pulling out theology books out of our our library because I was so like, how do I find out more? And nobody was telling me more. And I certainly wasn't learning about it at church. And so I started reading the theology of Pentecost and what does it mean to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? And so I'd comb through these books. I was reading my Bible. I was praying on my own and um, really sincerely asking for the Holy Spirit to fill me. I wanted to speak in tongues. There was no hesitation in me that I wanted all this stuff. And I just felt like, I think I was, I think I was just waiting for something to grab me. I was waiting for something to, you know, have this big whoosh or take over my body and not even exactly sure what I was thinking it would be like. But I just remember feeling like, what am I not doing enough? What am I not, you know, how am I, why isn't God wanting to fill me with his spirit? And of course he was. I think I just needed a little bit of pastoring and being prayed for in the middle of it. And so here's how God meets every hungry heart in my case. Uh, I ended up being on a missions trip to Mexico, and I ended up going back to visit a friend there um, after I'd been hungry and searching for all of these things. And uh, there was a missionary, an American missionary, who lived in Israel, who was ministering in Mexico, and I was visiting there from Canada. So talk about a divine appointment. And she was sharing about the baptism in the Holy Spirit Finally, somebody was doing a teaching on it that I could hear, and I pretty much raced down the middle of the aisle for towards her at the end, and I said, I want it. I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. And she said, oh, honey, you know, sit down. Let's pray. And she really just talked me through the truth that I'd already read in the Word, um, the fact that God actually really wanted to pour His Spirit into me. She invited me to pray um, and, and make an invitation for the Holy Spirit to fill me. And boy, I sense the love of God, just the power and the love of God in a way that I'd been hungering for my whole life. 
And the sweetness of his love, she prayed over me. She prophesied over my life that God would use me. The things that he would do, she prophesied over me. And then she said, do you want to pray in, pray in tongues? Do you want to pray in the spirit? And I said, yes, but I don't know how to do it. Like probably any of us that has heard of this and gone, how does, how exactly does this work? <laughs> and so she just shared with me, you know, we invite this gift. It's a free gift that God wants to give us. We'll talk a little bit more about this in the message too. But she just said, let's just invite the Lord to give you the gift that he already wants to give you. And she encouraged me. She said, go ahead and pray in English. And then there's a point where you just will have to open your mouth and start speaking and let God give you those other words. And my little linear brain going A, B, C, D, you know, usually that doesn't work for me to just jump on in, but I jumped on in. I was so hungry for God. And as I opened my mouth, the presence of the Holy Spirit so filled my heart, and I just began to speak in tongues. And this was the only night of my life I can remember this, but I remember praying and praying and just being so excited and so full of God's love. And I remember hearing it and going, that kind of sounds like German. And then as I kept praying, I was like, that kind of sounds Asian, like Chinese. And that night I prayed probably a few hours in the spirit. And I went from language to language to language. And I I just think the Lord was filling up my little hungry heart so much during that time. I felt his love, his encouragement. And not only was that experience life-changing for me that night, but it awakened something in me, that desire to listen to the Holy Spirit, to have him speak to me every day, to be filled with that power, not just that one goosebumpy moment, but to invite him, I just need you to fill me, Lord. I need your thoughts, Holy Spirit. I need your words. I need to come into this conversation, not just what I'm thinking, but I need to have understanding. Could you help me encourage this person? Can you give me words that will go right into their heart? So it opened up this whole world of living in the Spirit as a Christian believer. And I was so hungry for it and so ready for it. And even talking about it makes me just go, Lord, I need more. I just need more. I've, I've experienced a lot, but I want more. I want more of your love, more of your presence. Because don't we know when the Holy Spirit does something, it's done. You know, you can talk to somebody and talk and talk and counsel and counsel and talk. And then you might have a word of truth and Holy Spirit wisdom that you can speak that goes in right to the heart of what's going on and something changes and shifts that your own best efforts can't do. Don't we want to be a people filled with the Spirit of God, filled with His power so that we can effect change in our own lives and in the lives of all the people around us? In Luke 3, right before Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me, in Luke 3, verse 21 to 22, uh, it talks about Jesus' uh, water baptism and then Holy Spirit baptism. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. And how amazing that Jesus, who is God, modeled to us that he needed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, anointed by the Spirit of God for his ministry that he was going to do. And how much we need the same thing. We need that presence of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Spirit of God as we minister and just as we live in this broken world that is all around us. We were actually promised the Holy Spirit baptism. Uh, John the Baptist, he went around baptizing um having people repent of their sins, pointing towards Jesus. And I love that in Mark 1 verse 8, he said, hey, I'm indeed baptizing you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. There was all these things being said, promises being made during the time of Jesus. And these disciples, they were watching what Jesus was doing. They were seeing what he was up to. They were watching, you know, how he laid hands on people, who he chose, what he, how he would respond in situations. They saw his compassion. They saw his wisdom. They saw his miracles happening. And, and it wasn't enough to have just watched him. They also needed to be anointed and empowered by the Holy Spirit. 
How many of you have seen that movie or the series, I guess, Cho- The Chosen? Has anybody been watching that? Okay, we've just dove into that through Easter and we keep watching it. One of the things that we are loving about it is just that reminder that the disciples weren't this awesome, cool group of like put together amazing spiritual people. Has anybody else enjoyed that part? They were like, they're so real and so coming with their own background knowledge and their own broken places and their own thoughts about things. You know, when Peter's like, Jesus, I'm here to be your bodyguard. And Jesus is like, no, you're actually not, you know. But they were just, they were people. And sometimes I think we need that reminder that we are the ones that God has chosen to fill. We're the ones that God has chosen to be his hands and feet, his disciples that affect change in the world. Nobody, not the disciples, not the apostles, nobody was polished, put together. The ones who were, you know, had tried hard enough and done enough to be in that place. God uses every open heart. He uses every soft heart to be his hands and feet. He uses every voice that's willing to say, I'll be used by you, Lord. He wants to fill our hearts, fill our minds, fill our voices with his spirit so that we can affect real change in the lives around us. Uh, In John 14, verse 25 to 26, Jesus is talking to the disciples there and he said, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. And I think what a comfort that must have been for the disciples who really didn't even get what was going on, right? They didn't get that Jesus actually was going to leave, that all the things that he'd been alluding to were really going to happen because when they actually happened, they were all like, what's going on and how could this have really happened? But Jesus was promising even before they knew that they had a need, even before they really realized that they wouldn't be with him physically forever, he was saying, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. I'm sending you the helper. Isn't that a sweet name of the Holy Spirit? I love the names of the Holy Spirit, the comforter. What could be more comforting than the Spirit of God? The helper, the one who gives us the things that we need in our hearts, in our minds, the one who shows us how to minister, how to care for our families. That's who we have, the helper, the Holy Spirit, and that he'll bring to remembrance the things that we needed. How many times are we in situations where we're like, I don't know what to do, Lord, and he brings to mind the things that we know from Scripture, the things that are his heart. That's what we need the Holy Spirit for, that empowering Is being baptized in the Holy Spirit the same thing as being born again? I think a lot of us who have grown up in churches that don't teach about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, we just hear about uh, salvation, which is so important and so much the first step, absolutely, to us committing our lives to Christ. But there is more even after that. So, of course, being born again is repenting of our sins, It is accepting that free gift of forgiveness because of Jesus' death on the cross and being born of the Spirit. And that is absolutely necessary. And that is absolutely that first step that we commit our lives to Christ, that we give and surrender all of ourselves to him and that we receive that gift, which is a free gift. But being baptized in the Spirit is a separate experience And it's a distinct experience. And we're going to actually go through a couple scriptures that in in the book of Acts, it talks about how it was separate from salvation. Uh, Let's pop over to Acts 8, verse 14 to 17. That's Acts 8, 14 to 17. So here's a situation where some apostles are being sent over to people who have heard about Christ. In Acts 8, 14, it says, Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. 
because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So there's an example of they had heard the word of God. They had received their salvation. They'd even been water baptized, um, but they still had not received the fullness of the Spirit. And so they needed that. And Peter and John went, we're going to go and follow up here and keep on discipling you in the things of God. They prayed over them that they might receive the fullness of the Spirit. And then Acts 19 verse 2 is another example Acts 19, verse 2. Acts 19, verse 2 says, And he asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Um, So I believe that there are a lot of people that have received Christ, kind of like I was growing up, where I wanted Jesus, I heard about salvation, I received Christ, but that I didn't even know that there was a second um, thing that I should be opening up my heart to, a second experience called the baptism or the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And it's right in the Word of God, isn't it? So the thing that really helped me when I started hearing about this isn't going, well, I wonder what other people think or other people have developed or this other theology. It helped me just to go to the Word of God and say, what does God's Word say about it? And in the book of Acts and then all through the New Testament, it talks over and over about the fullness of the Spirit, being baptized in the Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit. So what is that baptism of the Holy Spirit for? Well, first of all, it really is to empower us to share Christ and to live the life that God has called us to. I know my own heart, and I know how weak I am, and I know that I don't have a whole lot to offer. Like, I have what I know, um, but there's a difference in my own heart when I'm operating just out of the things that I know versus operating out of the power and the love of the Holy Spirit. It's a whole different deal. And I can come into situations full of me and just be thinking my thoughts having my opinions about stuff. But boy, when I can come into the, to the same situation full of the presence of the Holy Spirit, I know how to pray. I know what to say. I know how to step into things. And the Lord gives wisdom and truth and power. Have you ever been in situations where you cannot make any effect at all? And then you come in full of the Lord, full of his power. And it can be the smallest thing that you say or do that can shift a heart because it's filled with the power and the presence of God. Let's go back to Acts 2, verse 2. And this is talking about how the disciples were waiting on that Holy Spirit. Jesus said, hey, you know all this stuff from our time together, but before you head to the ends of the earth, you need to wait. And so Acts 2, verse 2 This is a scripture we've heard a lot of times, but I just want to let it really fill your heart again as we read it today. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And then what happens after that is they're filled with the Spirit of God. They're speaking in other tongues. And after that, they are empowered with God's Spirit to go effect the change. And one of my favorite characters out of Jesus' disciples is Peter. I just love his passion for Jesus. I love his longing to take care of Jesus, to follow him. And I also really identify with him when he rejected Jesus. When Jesus was being um, brought before the high priest and three different times somebody came to Peter and said, are you one of his disciples? And he said, no, not me. I feel that in my heart sometimes. I feel that part of me that doesn't want to 
is, is maybe afraid to step out, is maybe afraid to be stepping into unknown situations. And I look at Peter and go, you love the Lord, I love the Lord, but I know that sense of, you know, of missing it or of failing or of missing an opportunity. And I love when we hear about Peter after he's filled with the Holy Spirit, that the same guy who just came out of rejecting Jesus and then repenting to Jesus for what he'd done was filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was this guy that preached and over 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. And I think Peter must have marveled and been like, that was not me, <laughs> you know? And there are things that I can walk into and go, that was not me that made that happen. That was not me that brought the presence of the Lord in that. That was the Spirit of God. And I love that Peter, even after stumbling around, that he let the Holy Spirit fill him and that he was able to share Christ with so many people who then opened their hearts to the presence of the Lord. Acts 2 verse 37 said, when, now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what should we do? Peter said to them, repent and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for this promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to him. And isn't that as clear as it gets? Repent, be baptized. You'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this promise is for you. And what a beautiful thing that just like salvation is a gift to us, the baptism and fullness of the Holy Spirit is a gift to us. Who of us could ever deserve it, right? Who of us can ever deserve to be filled with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit? But God is such a father. He totally wants to give good gifts. Isn't it fun to give good gifts? Isn't it fun to give a gift to somebody that you know they're going to like? My father-in-law's here. My son came back from their house from a birthday visit the other day. He said, look what Papa gave me. It's a big knife. <laughs> you know, of course, I'm like, you know the right way to use that, right? <laughs> but he was just so thrilled that Papa was thinking about him. And that Papa wanted to give him, a, a, give him this cool gift that he knew that he would love. Isn't it our hearts that we give good gifts? Isn't it God's heart that he gives good gifts? Let's turn to Luke 11. Luke 11, 11 to 13. Just love that God is that kind of father that wants to care for us in that way. Luke 11, 11 to 13 says, If a son asks for bread from any father among you, he, will he give him a stone? That would be a bad dad who would do that. Or if he asks for a fish, would he give him a serpent instead of a fish? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And I think that's just such a great picture of God the Father who's just promising this might feel unknown to you. Opening up your heart and your life to the fullness of the Spirit might feel a little unsettling. But just as I'm a good father that gives good gifts to his children, I will give you goodness with the baptism and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of comfort to me in that. Another thing that being baptized in the Holy Spirit does is it gives us the power to know the prophetic will of God. How cool that God wants to tell us what to prepare for, what's coming, what's going to happen, what our hearts should be um, anticipating. Joel 2 verse 28 says, And afterward I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. I think sometimes we try to even discredit and go, maybe there's some people that do that, but it's not for me. Let's just let our hearts be open to what the word says, that he just wants to pour out. That's a generous word, right? When you pour, you just let it all go. He wants to pour out his spirit that you would have dreams, that God would speak to you of what's ahead, that he would just put things in your heart that you think, I didn't think of that. That's a dream from the Lord, or that's a truth from God. And they might seem like little things, but they are big things that God is preparing our hearts for, and he's speaking to our spirits about. 
The other thing that being baptized in the Holy Spirit allows us to do is to speak in tongues. In the book of Acts, the believers who'd been baptized in the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues. Uh, Acts 2 verse 4, uh, in Acts 10, Acts 19, there's all these different occasions where it talks about they're baptized in the Holy Spirit and they spoke in tongues. And this should really be a normal part when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2 verse 44 says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking in tongues, it, it's one of those things that is hard to wrap our brains around, isn't it? Uh, speaking in another language that I don't know, how do I even do that? And for those of us who really like an A, B, C, and D to our lives, uh, it really feels a little unsettling to go, how do I speak in another language I haven't learned and pray to God? But this is a gift from him that I believe that he wants to give every believer and this is something that in my own life, uh, being able to pray in the spirit or speak in tongues has really been so empowering, especially in situations where I think, I don't know what to pray. I don't actually what's going, know what's going on in someone's heart, or I don't even know why I feel stuck. Lord, what can I do? I can pray in the spirit. Why do I feel a heaviness? Why do I feel a check in my spirit? I don't know. And I could say in English, help, Lord, come into this situation, come into this, I don't know what to do here. And all of that's good. Absolutely, we should pray in English. But there's a time where I need to be able to pray in my spirit and pray to God and have a language that, isn't it amazing that he knows how to pray the perfect prayer through me? How cool is that? So I get to partner with him open my mouth and speak in my prayer language and how cool that God knows how to pray for that person that I'm going to be ministering to. God knows how to speak to every heart in the situation that I'm going to be in with my family. God knows how to unravel the broken thinking that I'm going to be um, engaging with someone in. And so I need to be able to pray in the Spirit. And there's something that happens for me when I pray in tongues and pray in the Spirit that something I feel that that refilling. I need to be refilled with the power and the presence of God. And I feel that lifting of the burden off of me and onto God. Sometimes when I'm stuck with my own, you know, the enemy's lies hitting me, I just, I pray in the spirit and that stuff lifts. It is a really empowering gift that God wants to give us. Now, here's the thing too. It's not a gift that we work for or we earn. Um, and it isn't something that we should ever feel like, I haven't received it yet. I'm not quite as good as this other person. There's no pecking order with any of these gifts that God gives us. All that we should know is that God wants us to have all the goodness that he has for us. And I really believe that that there are people who have completely opened their hearts and been filled with the Holy Spirit and been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but haven't received that gift. And I will say dot, 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 yet. Let's always be open to the fullness of what God has and to the goodness that he has for us in that. Um, the ability to, uh, the other thing that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is uh, empowering to us in is that it get, it allows us to operate in the spiritual gifts that the that the spirit wants to give us. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 8. Okay, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 8. These are probably scriptures that you've heard before many times. But let's just encourage our hearts as we read this and as we say, Lord, are there any of these gifts that you want me to operate in? Are there any of these things that I've put off and said other people do this, but I don't? And as we read this, would you open up your heart to saying, Lord, any gifts that you have for me to operate into, I want that in the fullness of your spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 11, to one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, 
to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So these Holy Spirit gifts that God gives, when we open up our hearts, when, when there's times when sometimes I'm going in the busyness of life, but when I pause and go, Lord, what do you want me to say to my child in this conversation? Lord, what do you want me to encourage this friend that I'm having coffee with? And when I pause, I often feel like the Lord will drop some of that stuff into my heart. Is there some wisdom? Is there a scripture that he can remind you of? Is this there an encouragement as you're speaking to someone that God just puts in your heart and you can kind of go, I didn't just think of that. I think that might be from the Lord as a way to encourage this friend. These are ways for us to walk in that power of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you've been in a situation where the Spirit of God, somebody has come and said, I have a scripture or an encouragement or a word of life for you, and they've spoken it to you. And doesn't it just go a mile deep? And it might be something that you even already know in your head, but boy, when the Holy Spirit wants to get a message to you or to your heart, it can change everything and it can awaken things in us that lets us know God knows me. He knows me. He wants me. He loves me. And I just believe they're kind of, you know, it's kind of like radio frequencies, right? There's all these frequencies going through, but we need to turn on that radio to hear what what is actually being said out there. And sometimes we really need to pause and go, Lord, what are you saying? What are you Holy Spirit saying in this situation? Not what's my opinion right now. What are you saying? What are you doing? What's your perspective on this person? And God starts to shift things in us and fill us with his thoughts on things. Operating in the fullness of God's spirit and in his gifts really helps us to bring Jesus into situations. And what do our hearts need? What do our families need? What do our communities need more than that presence of the Lord? That's so what we need. And so I just want to talk to you practically about what does it mean then to be baptized in the spirit? Maybe you have been and you're saying, I need more. I just need to really set that part of my heart aside for God every day and just say, Lord, fill me again and fill me again. It may be that you haven't even ever heard of this, or maybe you've heard of it and thought, I don't even know how to step into it. Um, But I just want to talk about a few really easy, practical parts, basically, of just receiving this gift. And the first thing I would say is, just be open to what God has for you. Does he have more for you? Yes. Does he have gifts for you? Does he have his presence for you? Yes. Would you be open to that? That's an easy question, right? Would we be open to all that God has The next thing we would do when we pray for you to be baptized in the Spirit is just, would you invite Jesus to baptize you in the Holy Spirit? Just like you commit your life to Christ and you receive that full free gift, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you say, Jesus, would you baptize me in your Spirit? I give all of myself to you. There's a surrender in it. There's an opening of your life and your heart. Will you fill me with your power? Will you fill me with your spirit? I give all of my heart to you. There's no reservations when you are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing about the Lord. He meets every hungry heart, doesn't he? I love it that he meets every heart. And here's what I know, too. I I heard this illustration a few years ago, and I thought, that is so good. Uh, You know how you build a campfire, and you put the stones around the fire? You put the wood, you put the kindling, you do all that stuff, and then you don't have a fire there till somebody lights the fire, right? And I always feel like I'm always so happy to share about the baptism in the Holy Spirit and the fullness of the Spirit, but I know I can't light that fire for anybody, I can set the stones there, I can teach, I can share, um, but it's somebody opening up their heart to say, Holy Spirit, I want you. And then what do you know? Every single time, God does it. And he meets every heart and he fills you with his spirit and you will know it. And so if you've ever had an experience where you've been prayed for and you've come away going, I don't really know what happened, let us pray for you again. And just, it would be really important for you to know that you've experienced that baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
And then if you are wanting to and ready, let's ask for the gift of speaking in tongues. Let's ask for it. Let's ask for that powerful language that God wants to give you. And so God absolutely wants to give us the, the empowerment to be able to pray his perfect will. And here's where that whole part of like, how does that actually work? Um, it's a mystery, isn't it? And sometimes I've had people who are just praying on their own in worship and they began to speak in tongues and sing in tongues. There's our pastor, Steve Shell, who shared his experience. He got saved and the Holy Spirit took him over and he kind of didn't even really know what was going on and just started speaking in tongues that had never even heard of it before. But for a lot of us, there's that invitation of, Lord, I want every gift that you have and I want to pray in the Spirit. And so here's the part about speaking in tongues that it takes a bit of the weird out of it. Nothing's going to take over you and control you where you're not thinking or you just speak uncontrollably. You are the one who opens your mouth. It's your mouth. It's your voice. Uh, one of our little friends is a precious girl who loves the Lord. We prayed for her. My daughter was part of praying for her. And she just loved God and a worshipful heart. And and we said to her, Olivia, you're going to need to open up your mouth. It will be your mouth and your voice. And you can pray or you can sing in the Spirit even. And she's the first one I've ever prayed with. But she opened her little mouth and she just started making a song. And she started singing in the Spirit. This will what was she, nine? <laughs> and just started singing in the Spirit, this beautiful worship, Spirit-filled song to God. Here's the thing about speaking in tongues. You start, you stop. You can whisper. You can speak in a louder voice. You can sing in the Spirit. It's your voice doing it. And so what I tell kids to make it kind of simple is I just say, you know, you pray in English, you invite the presence of the Holy Spirit, but at some point you will need to open your mouth and start making sounds and God will turn those sounds into words. There's that kind of stepping in, kind of jumping off into the water and you just have to be willing to open up your mouth and go ahead and do that. Sometimes people go, I need to have my own space to do that. I've had friends who've been like, I was in my car alone and I felt like I could do it then. And that is so fine. God can meet you wherever you're at and with whatever you're comfortable with. But there's a place of stepping into the fullness of what he has that he really wants to pour out his heart and his love for you. I want to share one more story with you, and then we're going to open up just for an opportunity to be prayed over here at the end. If you would like to just have either a refreshing of the Spirit, or if you would like to be baptized in the Spirit for the first time, or if you haven't received the gift of tongues and you would like to be able to speak in tongues, we would love to be able to pray with you. So I want to tell you about Lexi. Lexi was a girl at kids camp a couple years ago, and I had done this training at kids camp. We always try to train the leaders, so we approach baptism in the Holy Spirit in a really healthy way. And so at the end of service, there was a lot of crazy going out the door and off to group games and, you know, noise and snacks and candy and crazy. And there was two leaders sitting in a chair with little Lexi, who had a grumpy look on her face. And they said, Miss Cassandra, we need some help. And so I was like, okay, you know. And I went over and they said, Lexi wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it was not one of those, like the music's playing, everybody feels the Spirit. It was kind of crazy after chapel and there was this grumpy looking girl sitting there and I was like, okay, you know, because I'd done the training, I felt like, okay, I probably should sit with them and actually walk through some of these steps with her and see what's actually going on. And so I sat down and on it, to be honest with you, I've taught about this and shared about this and God meets every heart. And I was sitting there with like this much faith for this little girl with this grumpy look on her face. And so I said, Lexi, what's going on? She goes, I want the Holy Spirit. And she said, but I don't think God wants to give it to me. And so, you know, trying to unravel what's going on a little bit, I said, okay, well, let's start. Have you given your heart to Jesus? She said, yeah, I did. And her leaders knew that she had done that. Um, and she said, and I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I said, well, 
God wants that for you. And he wants to give you his power and his love. And she said, well, I just, I, I want to speak in tongues, but I don't want to speak out loud, Miss Cassandra. And I said, well, honey, that's going to be hard. <laughs> you know, it's hard to receive a gift of speaking if you don't want to speak. And she said, I just, and then there was this kind of melting thing that happened where God was helping us get to the middle of what was going on. She said, I just don't, I just, people make fun of me when I pray. And I just, I want God, but I don't know what to do. And there was this little surrender moment that she had that went from grumpy face, and I know I want this, but I'm really scared, is really where that grumpy face was coming from, to I really want God. And so I said, you know what? God will never be unkind to you. He will never do things to you that make you feel unsafe. He will care for you. And tears started coming down her face. And I said, should we pray for the baptism in the Holy Spirit? And then that little messy, messy, surrendered little heart opened up her little heart. And in her simplest way, she just said, Jesus, I want you, God. And all of us, like the presence of God fell in that chapel and the love of God because she made an invitation and she wasn't polished and she wasn't, you know, saying everything the right way. She was just messy and made an invitation. God, I want you. God, I want you. I need you, Jesus. I want you, Holy Spirit. I want you. And the presence of the Lord came and filled that place. And she was baptized in the power and the love of the Holy Spirit. And then we said, do you want to have your prayer language? And she said, yeah. <laughs> I said, well, you're going to have to speak out loud. <laughs> you know. And as we were praying that love of God in the, in the presence of the Spirit of God, how, what can you resist from him, right? What gift can you say no to? And she, we prayed for her. We prayed in English. And then she said, Jesus, I want my prayer language, Holy Spirit. And then I talked to her about, this is going to be you now, opening up your mouth, making those sounds, and God will turn those sounds into words. And we just prayed beside her and prayed, and these little words started coming out. And I leaned in and said, that's it. You're, you're praying in the Spirit. Oh, my gosh. This totally different kid lit up, happy, so excited, you know, just really filled with the love of God, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And it turns out she had, she had come from foster care, had been through a lot of heartache, which had led her to a place of, you know, kind of that exterior that made me think, I don't know what's going to happen here. But she was hungry for God, and God was pulling her in. And how amazing that he wants to fill every one of us. 